0: Once again, to another edition of the Whiskey Wonder Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lewis, certified bourbon steward from the Stave and Thief Society. And I'm so glad and thankful tonight that you can join me on this special podcast. I'm going to call it the Pappy Van Winkle Podcast. And I know this is a podcast I, I talk quite a bit about. I was going to have my friend Ken come over, and he's actually at my place right now. And I talked about that we're going to be trying Pappy Van Winkle the world's most sought-after weeded bourbon. It is such a rarity, and I'm so excited to have Ken here uh, tonight with me to do this podcast, as he's going to taste Pappy Van Winkle uh, for the very first time, I believe. Yes, it will, and yeah. his very first time. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I don't do a podcast by myself tonight. So, welcome, Ken. I'm so glad that you're, Thank you that, that you're here tonight, and yeah. I'm going to have Ken in a little bit explain uh, kind of his background, what what he wants to share, uh, his expertise, what he's done, experience, and things like that. And uh, then we'll go into a tasting. He's going to taste it for the first time. I'm going to taste it for a second time. And then for all you guys out there, we're going to be listeners out there. We're going to be kind of just sharing our notes, uh, tasting notes. And uh, for those that might not have a chance to drink Papillon Winkle, because it is, I think, quite an honor and privilege, really, in the world of whiskey uh, to drink one of the world's most sought after bourbon. Uh, weeded bourbon and I will put kudos out now for confidentiality they'll know who they are but thank you thank you a million thank yous I'm sure Ken's thankful too uh, for uh, the people that donated our Pappy Ben Winkle so it's nice to have friends right it is. absolutely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> nice to have friends that can help you out that way so they know who they are and uh, they know about the podcast so thank you to our sponsor that way and speaking of sponsor, I do want to put a quick uh, promo for my friends at woodlab.co. They can put a bar for you. They can ship it anywhere in the world. Uh, I know the owners personally. They're awesome and, and great people. Ken knows them too personally, <laughs> and they do awesome work. They can ship anywhere in the world because I know I have an international audience. And so doesn't matter Canada, Australia. doesn't matter Denmark. They can go anywhere in the world. Ireland, they'll go Canada, U.S., anywhere. So don't please... Don't forget my friends at woodlab.co. Making some of the most beautiful tables you're ever going to see. Definitely. Good work. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, Ken, thanks for uh, being here on the podcast tonight, and I'm just going to have you kind of talk about, you know, a little bit about your background, what you want to share with uh, the audience.
1: Well, just to get it into perspective, I spent 15 years in the hospitality industry, primarily food and beverage. Um, I uh, I did some cooking and and eventually got into the front of the house, so I, I spent... A couple of years at a fine dining restaurant in Phoenix called the Rusty Pelican. They're now pretty much defunct, but uh, that's where I got my fine dining experience. And then I spent nine years here in Boise in private clubs. Uh, At Crane Creek Country Club, I managed or helped manage the wine list. And at the Arid Club, which is a, a very nice fine dining private club in downtown Boise, I actually managed the entire wine program. Uh, so my background is primarily in wine, but we did do, obviously, you know, we had an upper end, upper end clientele. So we had Mm -hmm. a lot of finer whiskeys on the shelf, uh, things like Johnny Walker, blue label Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's good uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) 225 a bottle. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, and we would keep, uh, uh, King Louis the 13th, uh, you know, which was a hundred bucks a shot type stuff, you know, $1,300 bottle of whiskey. Uh, and, uh. Uh, anyway, I have a pretty extensive background doing this stuff. A lot of tastings, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, tell you that I know everything about whiskey. I don't, but I enjoy it. Uh, I got into it after my dad. He actually turned me on to scotch before I really got into whiskey, hmm. and um, it was Glenn Glenlivet 12 here, and oh, I, yeah. I never liked it because I didn't like how harsh scotch and whiskey oh, were it. going down. That's my favorite. Well, I didn't yeah. like I didn't like whiskey or or. Oh scotch up to that point because right, right, you know right. i was didn't have a lot of money and drank the, right. the cheap stuff and oh, it yeah. greats going down you don't know want um, you don't know want the <laughs> total too cheap that tastes like gasoline absolutely you know, yeah like, i can taste acetone here <laughs> exactly but uh glenn live at 12 years sold me on uh, good smooth whiskeys and you know I've, I've been loving them ever since and uh, it's a it's 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 an, an honor to be able to sit here. You know, it, it's like having that neighbor with the Ferrari, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you don't get to drive expensive cars like that. You don't get to hear them roar. Could you share that? Um, Since I'm glad you said yeah. that. Cause I, I, I would have uh, been really
0: upset leaving the podcast because I was really, I want to make known. I'm glad you said that. Could you share that story that you shared with me about what this is like about the Ferrari going over there? Like Absolutely. There are, <laughs>
1: there are some, There Ferrari actually builds some cars and I don't know, precisely which models i believe the enzo ferrari is one of them that you can purchase but you can't actually leave the the, the lot like ferrari keeps them in italy and you buy this car and then you have to fly to italy you drive it around their racetrack and you leave it in their garage and you come home so you get to own this two or three million dollar sports car uh that you don't actually get to own i'm putting that in in scare quotes there um, and there are lots of other cars like that that exist that are these really, really expensive, exotic sports cars that the average guy never gets an opportunity to to own. Right. He doesn't get the opportunity to drive them. He doesn't even get the opportunity to listen to one go by because they're incredibly rare. And this whiskey, uh, Pepe Van Winkle, kind of reminds me of that because it's, you know, $2,000 a bottle plus. And mm-hmm. I was just Skimming around online today, and there's mm-hmm. some that are four thousand dollars a bottle and some that are more. Yeah. Exactly. And us average guys are not gonna spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of whiskey, let alone two to four thousand oh, so dollars. This so is like my liquid Ferrari. Yeah. This is kind of like going to Vegas and spending two hundred and seventy dollars for five laps in a in an exotic oh, sports car. Whew. Right. Wow. That's kind of how this is feeling. You know, you get a little sampling right, right, that you that. may never get again. Exactly. So you have to, to be kind of careful. Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm also of the mind that the best wines in the world are not the expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. They're the most sought after wines in the world
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because of their collector's value. And Pappy oh, nice. Van Wekel, I've never tried it before. I can't tell you how good it's going to be, but I will here in a minute. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the most sought after, again, sometimes are not the best. Right. Right. Yeah, sometimes. Right. Right you know, that $20 bottle of a black label mm-hmm. is really, right. you know, it's hard to beat that. Right. I can buy a lot of black label for the cost of one money. Exactly. Bottle. Exactly. Um, but it's still, it, it's still an honor to be able to at least try it. But right. I'm know? so glad you could do that Ken, uh, here on the podcast
0: live and we could have this podcast that I talked to my friends all around the world about. And I know that, um, People ask me, "Well, why is it so expensive?" That's the most famous question I get about Pappy. And one of it is, I said, "You could take," and I give an example of my mom's van. My mom asked me the same question. Mom, I could take your your Kia van, okay? Uh, definitely not a Ferrari, but if my mom only had, if that was only one of like three vans in the world, right? My mom's van would be a rarity, and it would go up in value and price. And I and okay. I tell others that, I, that ask me, I said, because of the rarity. You're not going to go. I can guarantee you, you can go to any liquor store in town here, and Ken to correct me if I'm right or
1: wrong. I doubt you're going to find Patrick Van winkle at no. any liquor store, no. even
0: in Idaho. <laughs> and
1: anything that would be coming into the state would already have been purchased by no. a small group of regular clientele who were kind of not pre-approved. Necessarily, but like even Ferrari, right? They make some cars that you can't buy because they've got a clientele list, right? That has access to those cars. They maybe only make a hundred of them, and those cars are sold five years before they're ever right. made. That's a great point. Um, so, right. Pappy Van Winkle is going to be along that line. That's why you know this bottle exists because of a lottery. It doesn't exist right. because hey, you got lucky and walked into a store. Uh-huh. And if it had been on the shelf, you wouldn't have bought it anyway because. He's got two grand later. And in the, yeah, in the world of luck and
0: alcohol, you don't just get the bottle for free. You got you—you you win the chance to buy it, to right. spend the money on right. the bottle. So, right. That's a great point. So, I guess we're ready, Ken. If you're right. ready, you want to try the. Absolutely. Uh, I'll kind of be kind of a play by play here, maybe talking about what Ken's going through, facial expressions, what he's doing right now. Yeah, so, so we've got yeah. a
1: half a half an ounce roughly. Uh, so, what, $100 worth of whiskey Ooh. in the glass? I think Ken. <laughs> it's the, not going down in one <laughs> shot here. Mark. Oh, no, you're to take your time on that <laughs> one. Uh,
0: hands, All right. His hand's not shaking. So,
1: he's doing the smell test for sure. You got to be doing that. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's fun when a when a whiskey smells smooth because I stuck right. my whole nose in the glass, and right. you're not getting that big jab of alcohol right. that's right. burning your nostrils. Right. Um, that's normally what you're going to get, even the you know, like the Johnny Walker Black Label. If you stick your mm-hmm. nose in there, it's right. going to burn because right. of the alcohol coming off. So, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. Let's get ready to
0: see what he thinks about this, and then I'll drink a little mm-hmm. bit, and then we'll compare notes, see how. Uh, how we're close. It's got
1: um, it's got some interesting honey character, um, going in right up front, but smooth as butter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know, right front of the tongue tingling from the alcohol, and there's a little blast through the nostrils when it went down the throat, but, I'm um, very lingering after aftertaste, very spicy, like nutmeg and, um, and uh, yeah, just, it's good. It's it. I am I'm, I'm blown away with how smooth mm-hmm. that went down the pipe because. There's just other again, other than right up on the kind of the side front of the tongue, a little bit of alcohol burning, there's just no sensation of mm-hmm. alcohol in the mouth at all and, which is really interesting. And when I
0: had my shot too by the way, and Ken still drinking this shot and enjoying it, um, I'll just throw in that. For me, this is the only this is the only bourbon that I've ever had any, anything of alcohol in my mouth ever that I was able to keep it in my mouth for at least a half a minute. When I tasted it, when I tasted it for the first time, it was, I was actually able to keep it there, and like Ken was saying, no burning. I was just amazed how smooth it was, and I could keep that, and of course, this caliber of whiskey, this wheated bourbon, uh, you're going to keep in your mouth while. Well. You're not going to just, you know, chuck it down like a gay
1: grade. Well, the last the last little sip there is going to sit around for a little bit, but um, you've got to get it down the throat to really get get that experience, the um, whether or not the alcohol is going to burn on its way down, and this stuff does not. It's, it's, it's. you know, drinking whiskey like this, um, some people will pour that into a glass and take it as a shot. You know, that just the whole mm-hmm. thing goes down in, mm-hmm. in one gulp. And I personally prefer to drink bourbon neat. I don't like ice. Right. Um, I you know get a finger or two into the bottom of a glass and just sip away at it. Even the the twenty dollar you know I'm a I'm a huge fan of of Walker Black Label. I just mm. think it's I think it's I think it's the finest value that exists in whiskey. They oh just, wow, really? Um, I mean, at twenty bucks a bottle, you know yeah. as good as it is, it's right. really difficult to get yeah. anything that's near that value. Oh well. Wow. Um, you just answered my question, Ken, because sometimes I go to a liquor store, I spend so much time going,
0: hmm, I wonder, I only have, my, my wallet reigns me in, I can only buy so much, I'm going, I don't know which one to get, but I can only pick one. Right. And I've been looking at Johnny Walker, I'm thinking, I don't know, do
1: I know, I've had Johnny Walker read. I said Johnny Walker, I meant Jim Beam. Oh, sorry, Jim I need oh, to back okay. up, I don't know wow. how, how, how Johnny Walker, because that's scotch, it's not yeah. perfect.
0: Because <laughs> I was thinking, well, my, my yeah. My
1: brain went off, everybody listening right now is like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about.
0: Um, no, oh, the Jim Beam Black like Label, yeah,
1: it's it's. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it. My 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 favorite bourbon for a, a long time was Four Roses. just Four, Four Roses, Roses right. a single barrel, right. just absolutely exceptional. Right. Um, I bought that one because I liked the label. You know, just standing right. there looking at the bottle, and right. there's a really neat story behind that. But we could get sidetracked there. Right. And you know, about fifty bucks a bottle. You know, it's okay. a it's a really good value. Right. And then when the the uh, Jim Beam Black Label came along, I mean, it, it was better. Oh. a better whiskey for right. half the price so you sit down and you drink a bottle of it. you know and you drink a bottle we we have a little little taste of whiskey here that is you know i know i'm drinking a hundred dollars worth of whiskey right um it's incredibly smooth and that's a very nice flavor mm-hmm. um, it's very buttery and it's just got it's got right. some really soft tones to it that um make it very easy to drink and that's one of the things with whiskeys there's there's kind of you know the, the two camps are, you know, you like it hard and scratchy going down. You know, you're not a right. man if you can't drink this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that camp that likes a really smooth, slow drinking. I like to sit and sip, and that's right. definitely a sipping whiskey. Um, yeah, a
0: spicy kind of a spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get some, I get them.
1: some spice. That's very yeah. like nutmeggy. It's almost not right. quite. I don't want to go right. down the pumpkin pie road. Right, but it's right it's in that. Starts kind to of go down that Yeah. yeah. I think
0: um, so, too. Exactly. I mean, that's
1: coming from, you know, spending an awful lot of time sitting around in oak cask someplace mm-hmm. uh, that's been charred just exactly right, using right. exactly the right kind right. of wood. And right. um, it's been in that barrel for so right. long that it's picked up that buttery tone right. and, and those those kind of spicy tones that you'll, you'll get a lot from, like, a good chardonnay aged in an oak barrel for a long time. It's right. kind of like that same right. kind of character going on. Right and uh that but makes it fun that's it's
0: nice that's one of the things that i, I like too was the smoothness i thought wow and i can keep it in my mouth for half a minute and yeah i wasn't choking and i wasn't burning and it was like wow this stuff is really good yeah and i like it. and just the smell too i mean i could just keep smelling to me it's almost kind of like a little chocolatey yeah. caramel yeah. vanilla, buttery kind of maybe just uh, smells of holiday baking. My mom baking things. Yeah, like cookies. I know one of the things for me, like more like sugar cookie kind of, maybe
1: snickerdoodle,
0: something like that. Snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle yes I think a snickerdoodle. I think that's a
1: really good uh, way to explain it because that nutmegy cinnamon mm-hmm. kind of thing right. going on with right. the butter and the vanilla. That's what comes to my mind
0: when I'm smelling this because this is one of the best. To me, this is one of the best smelling that has a cornucopia of different smells. I mean, there's other whiskeys I can smell and I might just get the caramel vanilla, but I'm getting a a lot of different smells here, especially the snickerdoodle. And Ken was saying that that nutmeg's great.
1: I'm gonna hold on to this here for a second though.
0: So Ken's just
1: enjoying, in case you're wondering, we're just enjoying the, the, uh... the pappy. That's the last of it right there. There's still about fifty cents worth of whiskey going down the bottom. <laughs> yeah, a <of the> couple of <laughs> drops. Yeah, two
0: drops that are in there. So yeah, but it just uh, we we definitely thank uh, the you know who you are. Thank you to the parties involved. Uh, For the Winkle, we we enjoyed our liquid Ferrari. Oh, yes, and uh, we really did. And we just <laughs> wanted to share the experience with those that might not have had an opportunity. And if you do, maybe sometime listen to this podcast, and you can kind of do your own comparisons to see what what uh, Ken and I uh, are talking about. And I hope everybody does get a chance to ex- uh, to experience that. It's fantastic. Yeah, all the labels, everything can be confusing. It was Black Label, this and that. But I was going to ask you since you're here too. I've had Johnny Walker we'll hit a little bit on I guess the, uh, the um, that side of the world um, with the Johnny Walker I've had the red label um, but I've never had a blue label too expensive for me yeah, because the blue
1: label is pricey it's it's not quite marching down the same road as this stuff but it's mm-hmm. kind of pushing into like uh, uh, a Macallan, you know 18 year or 20 year type price yeah so know, I've had watching uh, be... 300 a
0: bottle. That's it was fantastic because I was at a friend's this summer and it was he. And, and I felt bad because um, he broke out this bottle and I said, No. And I won't say his name just to the confidentiality. But if you ever listen to the podcast, you know who he is. He has friends and they kind of do a drinking thing where the buddies get by and then, you know, compare alcohol and stuff. And he's got some really good stuff. And I said, No, don't open the bottle on my account. It was McAllen 18. And I thought, or I should say, the Macallan uh, 18. (laughs) But in so many places, I've actually read just Macallan. At certain places, I've read the Macallan. Right. And uh, one of my friends that uh, knows his uh, scotch as well, he said, I've got to say the Macallan. So forgive me, um, podcast listeners out there. Sometimes (laughs) I I forget. There's a the Macallan. But if you look at the box, it says Macallan really big. And the V is really really small. So, but yeah, that was a fantastic. And I felt myself and I, I consider myself a bourbon guy. Uh, and it was like, I was going back, Hmm, can I have some more of the Macallon <laughs> 18? And, but yeah, that was really, uh, for a special occasion. And I'll be looking for at least 12 and maybe the 18 or somewhere in the next liquor store
1: really soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Up. It's good stuff. It's very smooth. It's, you know, anybody, any, any, any distiller out there that is making good whiskey, um, when you get into that 10 and 12 year old stuff, things really start to settle down. And when you get into the 18 and 20, mm-hmm. um, the, the stuff gets so smooth that you're just not getting that alcohol bite as it, as it, right. as it goes down. Right. Um, and if, if you like easy drinking whiskey, right. th- that gets good stuff. Right. This, right. Uh, the Pappy here is, is very easy drinking whiskey. The, the question I'm gonna ask, and that everybody should be asking, is this. Is it worth two thousand dollars for a bottle? That's a I mean, it is a hard question because mm-hmm. if you have a hundred million dollars,
0: mm-hmm. of
1: course the answer is well, yeah. Money has less meaning to you, and what's two thousand bucks? I mean, I'm right. carrying that in my wallet, right? right so right. who cares? Um, for the average Joe, is it worth two thousand dollars a bottle? And would I take a, a month's income for a lot Oof, of people bummer. and run down and buy a bottle of whiskey? With and I, you know, that's a, that's a really difficult task. Mm-hmm. So drinking it, I can tell you that it's very good, right. but I would not pay $2,000 for a bottle. Yeah. And that's the hard thing that, you know, when we have a bottle of, of Jim Beam Black, black Label sitting mm-hmm. over there on the counter. Right. Um, that's a really, really good whiskey. And it's right. a great whiskey for, right. that's a great whiskey for uh, just about, any circumstances, whether you like it with Coke or right. in lemonade or right. on the rocks, right. or just drink it neat the way I like to drink right. it, I can drink it neat just as well as anything else and it right. tastes really, really good. It's got a nice right. flavor. It's quite smooth. And for as inexpensive as it is, I can buy a hundred bottles, right, right, right. Of, of Jim Beam Black right. for what it would cost me to buy a bottle, Happy Ben Weekly. Right. That's
0: a tall order. It is tall order, right? Okay. Oh, it really is, uh, Ken. I know. Um, I like how you use the word mixing because I remember studying to be a certified bourbon steward. One of the things that Statement of the Society and their and their text and their book, they're mentioning, and but they don't mention it by name. But you know what they're referring to, and they say, "Hey, if you're running a bourbon flight and there's you know you got somebody there that wants to mix that you know two thousand dollars you know, plus bourbon with, you know, uh, Coke. Diet Coke or Coke or something. You just have to kind of, you know, you're pulling your hair out. It's
1: like, seriously? I have, uh, 50 cents with uh, $400 worth of whiskey? Yeah. No. I have a fun story kind of down that line. Uh, we were camping one year, and I had a bottle of Woodford Reserve, which we had talked right. about here a few minutes ago right. uh, before we started. Um, and I took it up camping. It was a $50 bottle of whiskey, you know, so it's the good stuff. Oh, my yeah, intent is yeah. simple. I'm going to drink it neat. I pour it into a cup, and I'm drinking. And, yeah, you're camping. I didn't have glass. Um, and a member of our camping group showed up with a bottle of $10 Rot Gut and set it <laughs> no. on the, the, the liquor table. Oh, yeah. and, and I noticed my bottle was dropping quite rapidly, and his wasn't dropping at all. And I look over, and he's drinking. I hear ice rattling around. And I looked over and looked into his cup. And he's got, he's got, basically, he's making Jack and Coke with Woodford Reserve. Oh, and I told him flat no. out, I said, that is not what this is here for. Drink your no. cheap whiskey in yeah. there. Right. Right. You don't, if you are pouring Pappy Van Winkle right. into Coke. Oh. You have too much money. Oh. (laughs) That's all I can say. You have way too much money. Uh Because even there, those millionaire types that are gonna drink that are sophisticated enough to know that's not what we. Or do. they got too much. Pappy. Or they've got too much. Oh, you got like ten bottles. Yeah, which means yeah, they no have problem. too much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really.
0: True. Good point. Right? That's true. So, good point,
1: yeah. so if you get an opportunity, please don't put it in a Coke. Right.
0: You know? Yeah. stand that <laughs> for the other maybe bottom. Yeah, tier, yeah. You know, so that for the stuff.
1: Jack, and you know, even Jim Beam, Black Label is suitable for Coke. It's cheap enough right, for you to right. put it in there, right. or mix it with other things. Once you start blending or mixing with Coke and lemonade, etc., all of the character of these Alcohols starts to diminish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flavors count. are mixed with Coca Cola right. or lemonade right. or whatever else you toss in there, even in a Manhattan or anything right. like that. The 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 unique characteristics of the whiskey die. Right. And so when you have a even a fifty dollar bottle of good whiskey, right, it, that doesn't belong in a cup, as far as I'm concerned. Well, wow. um, but hey, it's your money, right? Yeah, so, spend
0: it how you want. You spend it how you, want, you want. Well, Ken, I know we don't want to make this podcast too big, but uh, we just want to thank you for being here and joining oh, us. You. Maybe we can do this maybe a few off, you know, it depends on your schedule and if we get enough listeners out there too that like the two-person podcast and kind of like it was a talk show kind of thing. I love to do that. I love to invite guests too. And as I said, this is your podcast too to all the listeners out there. You know, you can write uh, me at whiskeywonderpodcast@gmail.com uh, at gmail.com. Any comments that you have, any ideas for further podcasts, and I uh, appreciate Ken being here and, and sharing his expertise. I'm glad he had an opportunity to go ahead and, and try some Pappy Van Winkle or that liquid Ferrari. I guess he's talking yes. about an Enzo Ferrari. And we appreciate all, all the listeners Ferrari out there. Ferrari
1: fuel. Yeah, Ferrari fuel. There
0: you go. And so we appreciate all listeners uh, internationally and across the United States. And I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I hope maybe Ken can come back if it depends on your Absolutely. schedule. we can do this We can Imagine. chat, you know, a little bit. Because I don't want the, the podcast to be me all the time. And I want to get ideas from listeners. And like I said, I've got listeners from, like, Denmark, you know, from Australia, from Canada, from Ireland, uh, United States, and so Germany as well. And then and so many states in the U.S., uh, so many of them. I appreciate all the listeners. So thanks so much, Ken, for being here and i think ken will uh come back hopefully thank you yes it would be an honor and uh, so it's honor to have ken on here and uh, thank you to all everybody listening to the whiskey Wonder podcast and as i always like to end my podcast uh, thanks for tuning in don't forget to always drink safely responsibly and in moderation so safe responsible and in moderation and again thanks for tuning in hope thank you enjoyed the podcast Good night. thank you ken And uh, thank you to everybody. And as I always like to say, thanks for tuning in and cheers.